Welcome to another episode of Unpublished. My name is Amy. I'm James. And today we have our dear friend and teacher, Gowrie, uh, chatting to us about, oh my God, we're going to dive into so many different things, burnout, rest, how to thrive as a creative. So Gary is a writer, a naturopath, and a creative well-being coach. And we are so grateful that you're here with us today, Gary. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm going to have to remember that I'm actually on this podcast and not just listening to it. It's going to be hard. <laughs> You're here, baby. You're live. <laughs> well, I'm really excited to have Gary on because Gary has a course coming out and it'll be out by the time you listen to this podcast. And I have done the course in an early form, not in its final form. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I have a lot of really great things to say about it. But I was just wondering if at first, Gary, do you want to introduce the course to everyone listening? Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so it's called the Recreation Masterclass. And it's about kind of learning to do creating differently. And what I mean by that is kind of thinking about your body as a creative tool and an ally on the creative journey, but more specifically looking at how your nervous system can give you more energy for your creative practice um, and kind of working with your nervous system to, I guess, reduce drains on your energy, increase your energy in, in certain ways. And yeah, that's pretty much what yeah. it's about. Something I, do you want to go first, Amy? Yes. Okay, you go first. <laughs> I just have something to say. I think this is one of the most important things I've seen in the creative space, um, like for years. Like, I think this is one of the most important conversations, the most important learning tools that I've seen in so, so long. And I'm very excited. And that's all I wanted to say. Mm. And, <laughs> that's I lovely. Mean, and I think something that I loved about the course and agreeing with Amy, why it's so important is that it's about the nervous system. And it's not, I don't want to say wishy-washy because I don't want to insult other people who maybe take more of a, uh, even like Amy and I, when we talk about rest and we talk about rec um, recovering from our creative work, we don't have this con as concrete a language around it. And something that I loved about the course was it was, it was very practical in so many ways, but without seeming in any way dry and with, it was still seeming exciting. It's like, but it was, oh, these are things I could actually do right now. Or these are, you know, checklists that I can go through of real tangible things that I can, I don't want to say accomplish as well, because accomplish seems a bit too, um, <laughs> just ways, they're real ways to look after myself rather than just, I think if people take, uh, not that there's not a psychological element to it too, but people who take the more kind of cerebral approach to resting, mm. it's just, sometimes it's just a bit like, oh, well, just watch rest. TV, like just, just stop working. Yeah. And of course there are elements to that in the course, but it's much more, why are we doing this? What's it, how is it serving? I don't want to step on your toes too much and no, no, no. ruin what's, I don't want to, I want, people, <laughs> I want, I want people to obviously do the course. I don't want them to give away too much from the course, but you know, they're obviously, you talk about those things, but in a much more of a, how exactly is this serving my nervous system? Mm. Yeah. And thank you for saying that because that was one of the sort of gaps that I saw coming in as a writer myself to like the world of creative coaching. It was like, you have to rest. It's like, yeah, but how? Mm. You just do, you you rest. And it's like, okay, but how? What do I do? What's it going to do for me? How do I know I'm resting well? All of that kind of thing. I felt that was sort of missing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there were people talking about like big, beautiful things around why rest is important and why hustle culture is not it and we should be resting more. And that's amazing. But it's like, I wanted to get to the kind of the nitty gritty and the practical so that people can be like, okay, I need to rest more now. What do I do? 
Oh my God. Yeah. And, and if I could just dive, dive into like my own story here, like that was, this is so what I've needed for so long because not only have, you know, it takes so much time to deconstruct hustle culture and to recognize the stories that capitalism and industrialism have industrialism has like seeded itself within me and I'm like yeah I get it I get that these are the stories that I have that don't allow me to rest but when it came this has been always my biggest problem when it came to actually resting I didn't know how and I didn't know what my body needed and not only that but I didn't know what was and I still I'm still discovering what uh exhausts and impacts my central nervous system so I'm still not entirely sure what it is that you know is making me tired. Um, so it's both those things, like understanding what my central nervous system needs to rest, but also understanding what impacts it and what drains it. It's just so important, such a big discussion. Mm, and I really want to validate that because it's not e easy. Like it seems like it should be obvious, right? Like rest, yes. just stop working. But like, what do you do? We're not really taught how to rest or what it feels like to be rested or um, any of those sorts of things. And of course, what many of us find that things that we do that we think are restful activities are actually not, and that we come mm -hmm. away from something and we've done, we seemingly haven't worked for four hours, but then we come away and we're like, why am I more tired or as tired as I was? Or And the guilt that comes with that is so painful because, you know, like, I mean, I experience this so often, like I'll have watched like some shows or I've gone on my phone and I've, or even like procrastinated. I'm like, I haven't been working. So therefore I should start work again, but I haven't successfully rested. So I'm even more tired, but I've taken time off. And just a huge, horrible tangle of complication and like for me, confusion. Mm. Yeah. I really mm -hmm. see, I really see the course as a um, guide for the practical tools that I can use to do those sort of things. And, mm. and so, you know, things like what even down to what foods we should be eating. Mm. Um, and also I don't want to say the word should, because you're so good in the course <laughs> with, with not doing shoulds and, and making sure that every, and that's something I also absolutely loved about it is that you're so gentle and you're, you would never tell someone what to do. Mm. It's just, Oh my God. Yes. I hate what... being told what to do. <laughs> yeah. And I hate telling people what to do. Cause I, I don't, like I'm not in their heads. Like mm. I'm not the expert on anybody except myself. And so to be told like, you know, you should eat this or you need to do this. It's like, well, I don't know that they need to do that. Or, yeah. you know, it's, it's about finding out what's right for you and then finding ways to do that. And, and I don't that's you, really, yeah. Mind you, I don't want you to sell yourself short because you do have an incredible breadth of knowledge. And from your background as a naturopath as well, like you can see the evidence, you can see the research, you can see the, um, yeah, just the, to reuse the same word, the knowledge that has gone into this. It's not like you don't have concrete data for people. It's just that you know that that data won't necessarily apply to everyone, right? Yeah, definitely. And it's more about kind of presenting a bunch of evidence-informed options for people to then take and try in their own lives and find out like what actually works for me and what can I do and what am I willing to do as well. And something, so beautiful. Like something I love is, you know, you say, if you just take 1% out of this, then I'll be happy, which yeah. is so lovely as well. Because I think sometimes we think, oh, we're doing a course and we have to absolutely absorb and implement absolutely everything in the course. But I think there's just that gentleness of whatever you're ready to do right now, whatever you can see yourself doing right now, whatever works for you. Yeah. yeah. And I think when people go into a course, they feel this immense pressure to, first of all, get through the whole thing really quickly mm. um, or get through the whole thing at all. I mean, like, Sometimes, I mean, I've half done courses and got so much out of them and not actually got to the finish line. I'm not saying you should do that with my course, but please do <laughs> if, if it feels right. Um, but yeah, just um, I've lost my train of thought. Good. Yay. <laughs> it's okay. that's, that's, what this, that's what this podcast is all about. And that's what... <laughs> you're, you're fully in the unpublished podcast now. Yeah, exactly. Love just, it. Yeah, just why, why, 
how people should be allowed to just do the one percent if they want yeah. to of the course and um and also i think it's such a bite you know you and it's such a bite-sized chunk is in it's it's meaty and it's chunky but it's not gonna it doesn't take eight hours to get through the course yeah. you know it's it's a really you can do it i mean if you really want to you could do it in one sitting oh yeah I think you can it that, right and and or you can and you can also break it up because it has it's intersections as well so you could you could pick at it too but you could really do it in one in one sitting and as such you could also you can come back to it over and over again and it's not a big long overwhelming thing you have to you'd have to do every time it's just like oh i need to remind myself how to care for my nervous system i can come back to this mm. yeah it, absolutely it, i have Run questions yes, go mm. be quiet james amy just to be amy hasn't done it i've done it yeah <laughs> just so everyone knows that, so that's the dynamic that's at play here um i'm interested in what you think gary about um creatives in particular and whether we need a certain type of care for our central nervous system or whether the work that we do which is so vulnerable and so unique you know like people who create are doing a really specific type of work whether you think that that we need when I mean, you've obviously created a space just for us to look at this but do you think we need specific spaces to talk about what it means to be a creative and how to look after ourselves as artists oh my gosh yes and there's a couple of reasons the first reason is that being a creative as you said is uniquely vulnerable like we face rejection I think more than any other um type of person or, or you know anyone anyone else really mm. Um, we also battle perfectionism. We procrastinate quite a lot, a lot of us. <laughs> um, we deal with really harsh inner critics. Like that, all of that is stressful to the nervous system, right? Yes. And then the other reason is that we're all kind of taught to be very cerebral. We're taught to think of like, you know, art is something that goes on up here or out here in the ether. Yes. Um, it's not something that's channeled through the body. But actually, oh if God, you think yeah. about it, like your brain is a literal physical organ in your physical body. So you need to care for that to be able to maximize, you know, your creativity in this, in this life. So it's something I used to think about all the time because when I was doing more in-person writing groups, um, uh, writers often pride themselves on being very sedentary and very mm -hmm. detached from the body. And um, I, as when I started picking up writing, like coincidentally, I also started picking up moving my body. And I think they both, like I was very, I was a very sedentary person for a very long time. But as I began my writing journey, I also began moving my body. And I found the two so interestingly interlinked, but I also found the culture of, for me, writers, like no one wanted to move. Nobody wanted to talk <laughs> about it. Nobody wanted to hear about it. And it was almost a sense of pride that we aren't of the body. And I love this integration. I think it's so important. And I think burnout comes from forgetting that writing comes from our physical body and I love that I think there's something really magical about that mm, yeah and I mean think about the long walk as a source of inspiration like there's so much that you take in and that you can absorb just from moving your body out in the world and I think that we can devalue that oh 100 absolutely the long the long walk it is, it, I mean it just proves right the connection between the body and the brain it's just the amount of ideas I have when I'm walking Amy's actually really upset with me because I said I'd go for a long walk with her after this but then I realized <laughs> I can't I'm so annoyed. Because I have a calf injury. I'm genuinely so annoyed. Aww. The long walk is like just the biggest gift to me as a creator. And it's also the biggest gift for us as a as a partnership. Like mm. um, the conversations we have when we go for long walks together are really good. Mm. I guess you just don't value our relationship, James. I guess I don't. <laughs> do, you, do you like to walk, Gary? Oh, I love walking. It's my main form of exercise just because, you know, you can be in your head if you want to. I'm sorry if you can hear my cat. He's uh, currently having a good time. We, we invited him on the podcast. Too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he wants to be here. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like 
such a beautiful mix where you can be in your head, but you can also be just very much in the world and you can use it as like an anchor into being really present in the moment. And that's just such a beautiful thing for your nervous system. It just gives it a break. It gives it a pause. It gives it a rest. Mm. I love that. And you do go into, and you go into exercise as well in the course, mm-hmm. which I, so I think if anyone is interested in this topic more than yeah. Gary's course. Yeah. Will I say what the four things are that I go through just so that people know? Yeah. No, definitely. Oh my God. Yeah. Dive definitely. in. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so I put together something called the four pillars of nervous system care, which is basically just a way of kind of conceptualizing a strong foundation for taking good care of your nervous system for energy. And the four pillars are rest, which we've already touched on, presence, which is about being in the moment as much as you can and looking for the comforts of the moment as well, which I know, Amy, you are brilliant at with your little miracles. It's my one skill. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then there's nourishment, which covers quite a lot, um, food, as we touched on, but also emotional nourishment through like joy and pleasure and spiritual nourishment for people who love to like connect with something greater than themselves, whether that's like you know, a God of your understanding or something completely different like Mm. nature or something like that. Um, And then the last thing is movement, which is physical exercise, but I deal with it in a really gentle way. Like it's not, there's no hustle in this. um, Oh, I don't doubt it. I just know not, I haven't done it, but I know that this is the safest space in the world for all of us to just go get taken care of. Well, I mean, one of my favorite (laughs) things about the course was that you, you even give tears sort of like, you know, if this is all you can manage right now, just do this. But you know, this is the uh, you obviously don't use optimal or minimal language, but different you know, spaces. That yeah, you can so you know, you, maybe you can start with this, and you can move up to this if you, if it feels good. Then you can move to this if it feels good. Then you can move to this if it feels good. And there's, you know, no, it's not immoral to be at the bottom level. Mm, it's, God, no. no, it's just like it's just what what you can manage right now. Yeah, and, and I think and actually, having having those stepping stones is so is so useful as well. Yeah, and I mean, actually, the benefits are the highest at the bottom. If you're not moving at all, for instance. If you just get moving for five minutes a day, like even if it's just literally walking to your post box and then back, mm-hmm. like that is going to have incredible benefits for your energy. And I know there's that kind of like activation energy you have to get over to actually like put your shoes on and get out. Yeah. But once you've done that and you start doing it, you know, several days in a row or, you know, several times a week, like it's incredible the difference in your energy. Mm. And Amy, I'm sure you felt that when you started moving. Yeah, I did. I really love this lens. I mean, I feel like just coming back to physical exercise again, like the, and also food, like we've been shoved so many uh, terrible cultural narratives about why we should move our bodies and, and what foods we should eat. But I love this like creative specific lens. It's like, it's to serve you and your creative endeavors. And what a beautiful motivation to move our bodies and nourish ourselves well, like for our art and for our imaginations. Like, I just think we don't, I've never heard that before. And I love it. I love it as inspiration for us as creatives to, to move. Yeah. I think, I think that so many of us can, um, some people who get really into exercise and we see this all the time in our, at our gym or, um, friends, I don't want to name any names or anything, but, um, <laughs> and people find they use exercise as some kind of way to prove or, that, punish. or punish themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and then it, you can see it just forms a sort of dark cycle, mm. But this idea that it could be a part, I mean, part of the four pillars, a part of supporting you as you do the brave, beautiful thing and make art is just the most delicious mm. reframe for me. And mm. I've actually really been struggling to move my body recently. Like every day I'm like, oh my fucking God, again, again, I have to move my body. <laughs> yeah. um, but I like this. I love this lens. And I think it's just super gentle and soft and just like inspiring. And I'm so grateful for that, Gary. 
Oh, I'm so glad. I think there's, yeah, there's so much like bullshit around exercise and food. And it all seems to be geared towards either making you more productive Mm. or making you look a certain way or proving, like you said, James, proving something like I'm strong or I'm whatever Mm. it is. But actually, if we reframe it just a little bit and look at it all as something for me, it's something for me, it's something for my art, it's something to make me feel good. I think that can be a huge difference and it can because I resist exercise. I, every time I go to do yoga and I do yoga every day, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't yes. want to. And That's then the I start <laughs> and then I start and I, I tell myself, and I, I really mean it. I tell myself, if we get through five minutes and we hate this, we will stop. Mm-hmm. And I mean that. And I've stopped once. Wow. Other times I just go, this is amazing. Why did I dread it? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Every single day I'm like, I do not want to go to the gym and we don't go every day, but like every day I'm meant to, or, or I'm deciding to. And then I get there and I'm like this, we go to the most incredible space and like our community is there. You know, my, some of the biggest fans of my books are at the gym. They mm. love, they wear my, our merch. They love <laughs> us. They support us. They move their bodies. Like we have family at that place and I get there. And as soon as I get there, I'm like, oh my God, like I couldn't live without this. And then we move our bodies together and it's just like so beautiful. But I, every day I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> so bizarre so bizarre yeah um yeah maybe this lens will help me kind of because I think you know it harks back to a lot of shoulds for me a lot of oh if I don't do this I'm less than or you know old stories about like my body and and productivity come in and so I feel like I'm almost fighting that which makes me fight the gym but having Mm -hmm. this lens of like this is in service to my stories and this is in service to my the softness is such a beautiful reframe for me and and maybe that will help I want to really briefly, we can come back to the course, but I just want to move away from it for a second because I want to talk about your Instagram and what you're doing on social media because I, Gary, your feed is, your page is probably my favorite page on Instagram at the moment. Oh, that's so nice. Don't follow Gary that I'll put everything in the show notes so you can follow her, but it's just such a gentle reminder that we need rest every, I don't know, you don't post every day, right? But it's quite regular. It's It's You've been so regular lately, haven't you? Yeah, it's because I'm gearing up to a launch. Um, After I gear back down, oh my gosh, I will not be there (laughs) for at least two weeks. It's a lovely archive of um, beautiful videos, beautiful text. Um, Have you? I'm just trying to like talk. Just want to talk to you about what happened. Your story about that. Yeah, I want to hear you. How you found Instagram? How you found um, posting regularly? If you've enjoyed it, if it's been a lot of energy drain for you, or if it's um, something that you like to do, or if it's something that you, as you say, maybe you want to only want to do around launches or what's your attitude towards Instagram yeah I mean I love Instagram but it does sort of take my energy and I do get into that addictive thing with the dopamine hits Mm -hmm. from like likes or comments etc so I do have to be quite careful Mm -hmm. and have strong boundaries around it but I just love it as a platform for connecting with people and connecting with people that you wouldn't necessarily get in your space Mm -hmm. um and I just love it as a platform as well for experimentation so like you know, I have an idea, I write a post about it, I see how it's received, I start conversations with people around it. And it's just like a beautiful kind of, I don't know, testing ground. I feel like I really grew into what I talk about um, on Instagram. And without that, I might not have arrived at the whole nervous system care for creatives angle. That's how I feel about Instagram. It is like a sounding board for me to play with my ideas and to think about things in different ways and to uh, have discussions about it. And I think if I hadn't chosen to share my words and thoughts online, then, you know, it was part of my healing. 
Like it allowed mm. me to take myself seriously. It allowed me to develop ideas. It allowed me to be witnessed and it allowed me to truly integrate my thoughts um, by sharing them. And I'm wondering if that's, mm. if it has, I mean, it, absolutely. That was my experience. It doesn't have to be yours, but was there a part of healing that came from taking up space in this way? Oh, absolutely. I almost feel like I'm in a conversation with myself when I yeah. make posts. I'm like, I'm saying what I need to hear. I'm saying what I need to do. And I'm just, you know, grateful that other people also need to hear what I have to say. Mm. But yeah, I find it to be just a beautiful space where I can connect with my own ideas, connect with my own opinions and really cement those and kind of, it's almost like building a plan for how I want to live. Like everything that I write about, I want to do or be. Oh, I love Um, that. Yeah. That's such a beautiful way of putting it. I love that. I don't know why that's really enchanted me. This idea that like, this is like, this is the architecture behind how I want to live as a creative and a human being. And, and, that, I- and that comes through in your posts. I think it's it's such a, we always talk about authenticity online, but, and I thought that's such a difficult thing to grasp, but I, whenever I see your posts, I definitely feel like this is an authentic experience of someone and a really interesting and valuable authentic experience, but I never feel like you're putting on, a show for people in, you know, in, in a bad sense of that world, obviously you're putting on something that's interesting and exciting for people, but not like, yeah, I, I know, right? you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's from Gary's experience mm. and we're so lucky to get to witness that. Speaking of your experience, I would love mm. to hear just some of your story as it comes to your central nervous system and creating and burnout and just like, what's your story and, and like, how have you been able to implement some of your teachings or how have you struggled to implement some of your teachings? I'd be interested to witness you in that way. Yeah, no worries. So I guess my story um, really begins with burning out in 2017. Um, That's what got me interested in burnout. I'd been practicing as a naturopath for about four years, and I'm just conscious that um, people might not know what that is. Oh, great. A naturopath is a healthcare professional who works with herbs, nutrition, so through supplements and or foods and lifestyle medicine. So I've been doing that for four years. And um, to do that, I was running my own business. I had not a clue about what running your own business would be like. So here I am working with clients who have stress and stress-related conditions. And I loved it. Like I love teaching people about their body. I love seeing them get better through their own efforts. Um, But while I was doing that, I was running myself into the ground. Like I was holding space for people but also like, you know, doing all of the admin, all of the marketing and having that stress of like, you know, um, the ups and downs of business. And I didn't write anything during that whole time. The only thing I wrote were like sales pages and emails. (laughs) Like there was no creativity. There was no room for creativity. And by the end of 2016, I was doing like 12 to 13 hour days on my business. It was a nightmare. And I was noticing myself getting cynical and that's Ooh, one of yeah. the, yeah, that's one of the burnout signs, but I was just stampeding through not understanding that I was heading for burnout. And then I just collapsed in a heap and was like, you know what? I can't like, I physically can't continue. Mm. So I had to close down my practice. And I spent that year literally just working a couple of days a week and sitting in front of the television. And that's all I could do. Wow. Yeah. Um, and in kind of climbing out of that hole, I was like, well, what just happened to me? I realized I'd burnt out. Um, and then I began a journey over several years of kind of healing 
my relationship with my nervous system because I felt like I'd really abandoned myself in that experience of business. And just, you know, taking on like, I guess just treating myself like I would have treated a client. Yeah. Like looking at my, like the whole picture of what was going on in my life, the choices I was making, et cetera, and kind of seeing where there was space to do it a different way. Mm. And then shortly after I encountered you guys actually, um, and I think I heard you talk about bare minimums and Mm. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't need to be writing a thousand words at a time. I could be writing just a hundred. And I did that for a month and it was the most incredible thing, especially because I did an experiment where I let go of perfectionism, as you guys suggest, make shitty art. Um, And it was the most amazing thing, incredible. And since then, like I've been so much more consistent than I've ever been. Um, And so much more like grounded in my nervous system and like partnering with my body in a way that I wish I could have when I was a naturopath and I would Mm. tell people to do, but I wasn't doing, you know, Mm. what I was telling other people. And that was a really important lesson to know that I need to look after myself first yeah, before I can look after anyone else. Yeah. It's such an easy thing to say. And I think a lot, all of us know that. Yeah. But but understanding what that actually looks like is such a big journey. And I think for those of you who don't know what that looks like, I feel like this course would be a beautiful place to start. And certainly that's something that we could work on for ourselves yeah before we started this podcast we were like not we were like not in a good way and we were like we're just gonna dump on gallery (laughs) we're gonna tell all our problems i love it um but something i wanted to come back to and what you just said was you said that cynicism is a sign of burnout Mm -hmm. i think that's really interesting um do you have i mean i don't want to again i don't want to like pry apart your course and make you give us all the jewels but um do you want to share with us some of the signs of burnout we can put up our hands when we feel them yeah absolutely So I guess, I mean, it looks different for everyone. Of course. But the, I guess the smallest definition I can give you, like the most, um, I guess the kernel of the definition is that it's a state of physical, mental, emotional exhaustion that then affects your creative work. Mm. So that can look like a lot of different (laughs) things. James is already raising his hand. (laughs) (laughs) That can look different. I mean, physical exhaustion, sure, you might not be able to get out of bed, but it could also just be that you walk around your house like a zombie. Or <laughs> you can, you know, do everything in your life except create. So it can it can be d- different degrees for people. I really, I'm just going to jump in. Yeah. I really love that you say it like, oh, it's not just that you can't get out of bed because I've nearly always been able to get out of bed, but I've experienced burnout multiple times in my life, but I've never taken myself serious enough because I could appear very high functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I really, like it really gives me permission um, to take myself seriously when you say that it's not just um, I can't move because mm. I am stubborn and I've made myself move through some severe burnout, but that meant I didn't take it seriously. Mm. And I, yeah, I really want to say to anyone who might be listening, if if you don't think you're burnt out, but you are exhausted or fatigued or tired, like take that seriously, because if you don't, you can burn out mm. potentially. And also you just deserve to deal with it now. Yes. You deserve to feel better. Yeah. And that's why I kind of um, speak about my course as being for tired and burnt out creatives because I yeah. never want anyone to go, well, I don't fit the definition of burnout, therefore this is not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because right, best case scenario, you don't burn out because you've mm-hmm. cut it off. You've caught early. it, yeah. You've caught it. Yeah. I have this very strange pattern that I still see in my life where 
if I'm going downhill, I'm like, well, I'm going downhill. I might as well fucking total myself now. Mm. And it's like this very like, oh, if, if I'm tired, then I might as well be fucking exhausted. And there's this, and it's always, I don't know what that is. I think it's maybe just because I'm dramatic, but Mm. if I'm tired, I give up. I'm like, fine, well, I'll just fuck myself now. Like if I'm at 4 p.m. and I'm really exhausted, I'm like, well, I'm already in a bad mood and I feel like shit. I'm just going to keep going. And it is one of the hardest habits for me to break. And I think it's because I get a reward um, from a cultural story if I really fuck myself. So if I really push myself to the end, then I'll feel worthy. Then I'll feel like I deserve it. And it's almost this like addiction to, um, yeah, trying to get that feeling of, oh, if I'm burnt out, that means I did did something right. Mm, I really, really, really identify with that. I was at a very um, academically intense school. And so the idea that I could create something or do something and not feel shattered afterwards almost feels a bit unsafe. Like I didn't do well enough. Yeah. Um, That that reminds me of what Jamesy at uni, you were always like, um, just you were able to manage your energy levels very well. You were able to manage your workload very well, but you were never as tired as everyone else. And you were always like, is something Yeah, I used to get stressed out wrong? because everyone used to be telling me how stressed and tired they were. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I doing it wrong? Like, am I going to get found out eventually? And they're going to kick me out of uni because I'm not stressed. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's so interesting. Like I had, I had a system where I would, I knew how many hours it took to finish a 2000 word assignment and how many days in advance I had to start assigning the hours. And then I would just like, portion it out very slowly over the three you know the three weeks before that and and, then, and then I would finish you know I'd finish <laughs> I at 6 p.m the night before and just submit it and I'd be like ah oh, I'm done you're oh a very gosh. good boy but not that I can do it I can't necessarily I, the thing about regular life though other than uni is that it's much more chaotic so it's often mm-hmm. very difficult to have I mean I can't do you know that was a very controlled system can't very do a controlled system for launching merch for our business or I can't do a controlled system for how are we going to market our latest course or something like it? It's it's much more difficult. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more variation and mm. capacity for surprises. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And also just talking about my, my personal experience as well, it's, I'm so glad you were talking about how you don't have to be able to, it's not just that you can't get out of bed. It's, I'm much more prone to the brain fog kind of burnout, mm. I think. Like mm. if that's, or like much more prone to the brain, brain fog kind of exhaustion. Like I just start, we always say my brain's going at two. I don't know what it's in reference to, like out of 10, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, or like two gear, second gear or something. And that's often I find myself for weeks just trapped at, I can keep going at two, but that's only at two. Yeah. Mm, and yeah. I was interested by what Gary said before about cynicism, because you always say that you get very, uh, is it cynical? Or pet- ni- it's nihilistic. nihilistic and cynical. That's yeah. my often a sign that, especially nihilism, I just start being like, oh, well, you know, we're all going to die anyway. And <laughs> just, I'll just play video games for the rest of my life and just live on the bare minimum. And maybe I'll just eat toast and play video games <laughs> and I'll be fine. I mean, why not? Yeah. What will what'll be the difference in a thousand years? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and that's so common. Mm, yeah. And I just recently in these past few weeks, we've both been really struggling. And I actually said to James before we got on this, I said, I'm ashamed to say that because I feel like I've had so much practice at this and I don't want to tell Gary. <laughs> That I'm in a bad state again because it's so frustrating this learning process of how to care for your central nervous system and I'm so frustrated that it's taking me such a long time to really get a handle on it um mm. but I guess that's just it is hard yeah it's so hard because we're not taught to go slow we're taught to go fast and we're taught mm. to burn out mm. and I think once you've burnt out once you kind of know it's in you yeah <laughs> um I I know I've like probably 
burnt out before 2017. That was just mm. my most dramatic example. Mm. Um, and I just want to go back to what you said about cynicism, because that's that's a huge red flag. So is irritability. So if you just start snapping at people, that's a red flag. Mm. <laughs> Amy's <laughs> giggling. <laughs> I am the most irritable person in the whole world. And it's a huge sign for me that I'm tired. And I become such a difficult person to live with. So oh, my gosh. Me true. too. My poor partner. He's so easygoing. And I'm just like, oh, why did you do that that way? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So cynicism and irritability. And pessimism, and which pessimism. you touched on, James. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, really interesting. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead. You don't have to talk about this, Gary, again. I don't want to mm. steal all the gems. But for someone who's experiencing any irritability, pessimism, cynicism, what would be your number one thing that you would say? I know we're all so different, but if you were to just say like one piece of advice for, for us right now. <laughs> irritable and nihilistic nihilistic i guess the first thing is don't freak out because just because you're feeling those things doesn't mean that you're actually burnt out it just it's a red flag for you and it's something to signpost to say actually i need care now and i need to tend to myself my body my nervous system and then i would say make a plan be like all right is there anything i can drop Mm. is there anything i can scale down is there anything i can delay Mm. can i do something restful right now you know, just kind of make a little plan. And it it doesn't have to be a long ranging plan. It can be a 1% plan. It can be like, well, I'm very tired right now. I'm just going to stop for five minutes and just sit, you know, it doesn't have to be big. I love that advice, not to panic. Me too. That one really resonated. Like, oh no, like, because, because we go, oh, if I burn out and um, we can't, I'm not going to run my business. Like not going to be able to live. Yeah, which is ridiculous. <laughs> I think we it's absolutely ridiculous. Moment of looking at each other this morning, and we were both like, "Oh no!" If we're both like, we're like if we're both out of action, then like nothing's gonna get done. Yeah. When as you said that, I just felt I felt like such a relief. Like, don't panic. Like, you don't need to panic. Yeah. Um, which thank you, what a blessing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. I think I think we panicked a bit. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, so much does rely when you when you're creative. When again, another reason why creative yeah. needs that special special care because it it's so reliant on just us. It's so hard to remember Absolutely. that we're gonna be fine. Like I know mm-hmm. we've always been fine in the past. Yeah. And then our brain's so good at catastrophizing. Like, well, if you take this week off, and then then you know what's that gonna lead to? You're gonna push everything back. You're not gonna make any any money, and suddenly you're and you're all gonna be homeless. And it's like. <laughs> Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And those snowballing negative thoughts can also be a sign that you're too tired. Yeah. Um, Something I really love about the body and the nervous system is it gives you so many signs, gives you so many signs. It's so kind in that way. It's just like, here's another, here's another, here's another. And you can ignore those. And Mm. I've done that before, but it keeps giving you signs and then it will stop you. It will be like, we can't sustain this. It's time to stop and you'll burn out. So I feel like the body is just so beautiful in its survival ability. Um, that's just something I really treasure. Oh my God, I treasure that so much. And it's so cute. And it's so sad thinking of all the times I was like, shut up, I don't care. Or I'm not oh, literally being unconscious to the signs that she was trying to give me. And it's just so sweet. She's like, really hello, we're not okay down here. And I want, I want to listen to her. And this conversation has really inspired me to really pay attention to that. Um, talking about that. how we're all different, I think mm-hmm. some one of my favorite parts about the course, and I don't want to um, ruin. We've said this phrase for me. I don't want to ruin the course. We're not. <laughs> not something we say is going to ruin the course because the way that obviously it goes into much more depth than we're going to. Yeah, we can't ruin it. And 
yeah, your delivery is so great. And um, even and I was just a quick plug, and I know I said it in my notes to you about the course, but I just think that you have a great way of, there's two guided meditations in the course and they're both, is there two? Maybe there's three. Is there only? There's, uh, there's two. two. There's two. Yeah. Um, and you just have such a lovely way of doing your guided meditations. I absolutely love them, but that's actually a, a tangent because what I wanted to talk about was, I can't even remember right now. We were talking oh, yeah. about. It was um how you get, you do an exercise with us about trying to find the activity that really immediately has a calming effect. Yeah. I can't oh my God, I want that. It's, it's, mm. And for me, realizing that it was reading books mm. and the, 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 exactly the sensations you were describing, because you're like, if you listen to your body, it will tell you what's calming it. If you actually listen and almost all those, and it's almost a physical thing. When I start reading a book, I feel this physical relaxation. And I love that. That was like almost one of my biggest takeaway. Probably maybe the biggest takeaway I had from the, from the course. I mean, mm. what, how fucking valuable. I mean, so many of us just don't know what calms us down. Mm. Um, and especially, oh, I was about to sound so, I don't know. I was about to say in this day and age with all the technology, <laughs> um, but like, you know, we have a lot of stimulus and um, trying to cut through the, all the noise and all the different ways in which we can enjoy ourselves and figure out what actually soothes us is so important and something I've really struggled with. Mm. Uh, mm. So, so valuable. So exciting. Mm, yeah. I really wanted to give people that framework to decide themselves mm. because yeah. I mean, another thing about Instagram that I don't love is how you can get on there and there's like 50,000 people telling you what to do, right? Mm. Um, I just really want people to be able to connect with their body and their nervous system to know them really intimately so that they can know the signs of when yes. something is working mm. and when something's not working. Yeah. So that's a really big part of the course. Yeah, yeah. that's so beautiful. I think the greatest teachers are the ones that um, allow us to teach ourselves. And yeah. that's who you are, most certainly. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> uh, just really excited for this. Really encourage people to go check it out. Like, I, I just think wanna, it's so important. Uh, you just keep talking. I was going to go through my talking points and make sure I haven't missed anything. <laughs> um, Gary, Love how that. are you taking care of yourself as you do something big and vulnerable like a launch? Because I'm guessing this is a time, you know, when we launch stuff, when we release creations, this is like, like a really hard time for us to take care of our central nervous system because it is so vulnerable 100 percent. i am doubling down on nervous system care and my instinct is not to do that my instinct is to work more and mm. so i really need to that's kind the of hard part right uh-huh i have to notice that and go thank you for sharing and then do the nervous system care thing that i was Beautiful. planning to do um and that what i does find your challenging nervous system yeah. care look like for you specifically it just depends um but a huge thing for me is not trying to do any work after dinner because oh, my brain is not okay after dinner. It's like yeah. away with the fairies. Um, so anything that I try and do then is never going to work. Great. Um, and I make sure that I'm really kind of, um, I guess, close to the sensations in my body. So there's a particular feeling I get in my chest, which I've learned over time means that I am doing the right thing for my nervous system. So I just look for that and try and like try a few things to it's see. So beautiful. Yeah. It makes me feel emotional. I'm not sure why. I think mm. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> 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 Everything's making me emotional. This chat just makes me feel held. Did you, you find something else? No, I think I've I accidentally covered everything I had in my joke. Oh, Amazing. Already, but, um, do you know what you what do you do you feel like there's something that you really like? to take care of yourself with? Or? Yeah, like I'm definitely learning. So um, it's 
puzzles uh, puzzles really help me because I think they occupy a part of my brain that just like needs to have something in its hands so crossword sudokus even like physical puzzles I love to do puzzles I often like to listen to books fiction as I do um, a puzzle and just lets me imagine I think engaging my imagination is a really big part of how I rest but not in a way that's like use your imagination to impact people like it has to be just for me interesting one is asmr i don't know gary if you listen to any asmr i have you want to explain what it is um it's do you want to because you're the one who's really into it yeah (laughs) i was trying to remember what it stands for today it's like the audio auditory reticular or something i don't know Mm, can't remember anyway meridian response is the mr yeah Mm. yeah so it's like softly spoken or soft sounds um, that produce a brain response that nobody understands. Um, we have we have no no one can figure out what it does. Uh, sometimes people get like tingles, but often it's just like a, a huge slowing down of the brain. And I have always known what ASMR is, but I just randomly got into it probably like maybe eight months ago, mm. and it it's it's honestly the weirdest thing ever like I'm watching like videos of girls just in cars like tapping on their steering wheel and I'm like hooked I'm like what are you gonna tap next (laughs) it's like like the anti-stimulation stimulation stimulation. it is like it engages my brain in a way like like TikTok would engage my brain like I am fully encompassed in this like very very low stimulus very soft sounds like absolutely bizarre and it does something for me and it's been such a gift mm, it's been amazing. Mm. and the way that it holds my whole focus I think that's something that I really require in order to feel nourished which is why like a puzzle is really great because it holds my entire focus I think mm. having a steady gaze where I'm not thinking about multiple things at once is something that just soothes my whole soul and so yeah mm. ASMR does that for me and it's truly a very weird corner of the internet but also <laughs> so fucking lovely everyone is so sweet and just so kind and I love it also something I love about it is there are like dozens of people out there getting millions of views on their YouTube videos like, and they're making probably making bank on mm. this like really sweet I don't know you I think often you think of YouTube as some kind of blah blah blah, blah, blah like platform yeah. but there's just these people making these really sweet it's so beautiful. videos and they're yeah, making a living out of it and I mean they're probably making a lot of money out yeah, of it. yeah they are mm-hmm. makes me so happy I love anyway. that though because like you might not have discovered that if you'd had stories about how you should rest, of right? Of course. And I did so, for so long. Yeah. Um, I think we need to just open ourselves up to the possibility of like just trying stuff out and seeing yeah. like, does it actually make you feel awesome? And yeah. I think what you hit on there with um, something that takes your entire focus, that can be a really, really great thing for people who struggle to rest because there's so much going on in their brains. Mm. Like do something that takes your entire focus, but not in a like stressful way, just in yeah. like a pleasant way. Yes. I I think that's like, I'm only just noticing that now, like all the activities that really give me rest that have my whole brain on them. So, mm. I mean, I'm a very I'm an ambitious and creative person. I have a lot of ideas, a lot of things I want to do. And like, that's a great part of my personality, but it is very tiring. Mm. And I've felt this call for deep work recently and for like, just focus and like indulging in one thing. And like, I think that is a sign, you know, from my central nervous system, like I need less stimuli. I need that whole beautiful focus on one thing. I think something mm. that I'm just reckon, realizing now is that um, usually I'm quite good at just getting straight into a book and reading and being immersed in it. But times when I come in and I can't hold my attention on the page and I keep going back and having to reread the same things, I feel like when I think about it, there are always times when I'm a bit overloaded and I'm a bit too stressed. And probably, there's probably mm. a, and then it just 
eventually though, if I push through it, I do slip into being really focused mm. on the book, but it just takes a little bit longer to get in. And I wonder if that's a marker for me that I should look out for. Yeah, interesting. This has mm. been super interesting. Mm. I feel, I'm, I'm learning lots about myself. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you would like to cover, Gauri? Mm. I think we've covered quite a lot. Mm. Um, Maybe yeah. you could just um, give everyone exactly which day the course comes out um, and then is that that the main that's the main detail i guess yeah we'll, we'll put, put all the links put your website and put the link in it, um in the show notes so yeah when yeah it's come absolutely out? so it comes out on sunday so this coming sunday the 27th of november which will be um, and it'll be because the podcast comes out on monday so it'll actually come out the day it'll before. be the day before okay yeah. beautiful mm-hmm. yeah yep i actually moved the launch date i was like you know what i don't think i want to launch on a monday when i'm at my day job in the office yeah and i can't take care of my nervous system so Good i pulled idea. it back by a day well done um, and that felt really empowering. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be available um, through my website and it's um, an always available thing. So if you kind of want um, to get in on it, but you're not quite ready, that's okay. It'll be around for you when you are ready. Beautiful. Lovely. Oh, fuck. I don't know how to use my words to like emphasize how much <laughs> I think people need this. Yeah. Also our brains going at two. <laughs> two. <laughs> um thank you gary thank you for making and putting your energy and creation in like into this like we're so so lucky to have you Mm. and i'm so Mm. excited for me i'm so excited for everyone who's going to be participating in this course yeah and i just wanted to to reiterate the fact that i loved the course and that i we did i listened to it while we were on holidays down the south coast yeah um i thought it would take me i thought it was like okay i'll put aside you know a few hours every day to get through the course but then I just ended up doing it really it was really quick and easy and I just felt like it it, it, you had it a lo- seemed you yeah it was it was really didn't it held my attention it didn't uh, I found it super interesting it was like listening to a great book or a great podcast um, from someone that I really admire and um, with lots of really great information and a lot so many light bulb moments so many aha moments and so many things I've been coming back to since I've done it I love when James oh, fangirls like when you love something <laughs> you love something so hard and it's so beautiful to watch you just fall in love with stuff well you what you were next to me while I was doing the course yeah I was I saw it <laughs> I I, I kind of wanted to text you Gary all the things he was saying about you but then I was like <laughs> a bit much. he was so impressed <laughs> I think so I lovely think, I think that I'll have a I've got a quote uh, on the um on the sales page right you I do mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do um yeah I guess the last thing that I wanted to say is just for anyone who's like oh god I'm too burnt out to do a course mm. like literally do not worry it is two hours of content you could mm. do it in one sitting if you just can't think of coming back to something um but I would probably say set aside an afternoon so you can take breaks you can try things out that have been suggested in mm. the individual parts mm. um but yeah don't be afraid <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely don't Amazing, be afraid. Definitely. I mean, you'll never feel so held. I just know it. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> um, thank you, Gary. We're so grateful for you. We're so grateful for what your art. Um, and we cannot wait to indulge in this. Thank you so much for having me and for your beautiful support. Pleasure. Oh, pleasure. All right, guys. We will see you next week. See you next week, everyone. Bye.